my bike with no handlebars. No handlebars. No handlebars. Yo! Hanging out with Joey Edge and Chris Martinez, and we are front porch sitting. So, Joey, do you have a story from the golf course for us? More oh. of a front porch story, I guess. A front porch story, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. I got a, I got an interesting one. Actually, you know, the players was this past weekend. Right. A very good tournament. All right. Well, they're, they're, I happened to be playing at uh, Sawgrass, so okay. the stadium course one time. It was oh. me and uh, Shane, my brother, and Brian Dixon. I don't remember who our fourth was. <laughs> it's irrelevant. So at the, leading up to us going over to uh, TPC to play, <clears throat> I had the shanks. You ever had the shanks in golf? Uh, every time I play. Touche. Uh, well, the shanks for me were um, like the, the, the my irons. I always hit the ball off the hosel, and it would go straight <laughs> right. I mean like a freaking rocket ball to the right. But I, I'm not smart enough not to swing hard, so it was going Mach 3. Right, right. Right. So <clears throat> we're on 10 at TPC. They're doing a little work kind of uh, after the tournament, a couple of, it might have been a month after the tournament or something like that, but they're doing a little work on the grounds out there and kind of getting things back to, you know, normal people play in shape, not TPC play in shape. Yeah. And uh, so there's a guy on a tractor, right? Yeah. He's on a tractor. There's about 15 of them working. Oh, Guy's got a cowboy hat on. <clears throat> and I hit, the, I, I, I nutted a driver in the middle of the fairway. I'm feeling pretty good. I got about, you know, 160 to the, to the, to the flag. Oh yeah. You banged it. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling good. Right. Right. <clears throat> Well, I go to you know juice up an eight iron a little bit because <laughs> I've got the shanks and why the hell not? Right, yeah, of course, makes sense. So I go to juice up the eight iron. It goes right off the hosel, and I'm talking like 120 miles per hour at this dude's tempo. <laughs> I'm like, like I don't. I mean, you can't say anything because if you say anything, you might hit him in the eyeball. Which I'm not sure if that's better or worse at this point. So I don't say anything. It skips right off the top of the tractor. Like he's got the cowboy hat on, <laughs> and I swear to you, the cowboy hat's at the top of the tractor, and it skips right off the top of it. You know, we get in the cart and Shane looks at me with that little smirky ass grin on his face. He's like, "So you want to go get that one or not?" <laughs> I was like, "Nah, bro, we're gonna, we gonna let that one ride over there." Question: Did Buddy know? No, he had no idea. Dude almost died and had no clue. Never. To this very moment, he, I mean, he could have had wife and children at home. Never would have came back to him because some jackass that doesn't know what he's doing on a golf course killed him. Well, speaking yeah. of jackasses, Chris, I'm not letting you off that easy because I've seen you do similar things. You got a story for us? Oh, boy, do I. Uh, so, Joey mentioned uh, shanks at the course. Um, every time I play, shanks at the course. Um, oh, which one? Um, so, probably the... It was funny because it didn't hit him. But the funniest one was we were playing at Quail. And I hit one off of... I don't know which hole it is. I guess it's uh, maybe 17 or 18. The houses are real close there. It might be, No, not 18. It might be like 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where there's a little creek there. You got to drive over that little bridge. Yeah, 15, Anyways, 16. It's the one that's right after that par 3 that sucks. Yeah, it's 16. The, it's yeah, 16. The par 3 on the left, it's yeah. terrible. It's the next one. So, uh, I'm watching my buddy Zach. Uh, he drives and he cranks it down the middle. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fixing to crank this one down the middle too. Got to match him, brother-in-law. Can't, can't let him beat me. Uh, so, I noticed in, during Zach's drive... Um, Buddy is over there reading a book on his porch. So I'm like, oh man, that's a long ways left. Like, there's no way I could hit that guy. It's not even in play. So I uh, go ahead and rear back like you. I try to juice it up to try and outdrive Zach. And uh, it didn't go any further than uh, maybe 15 to 20 feet in front of him. But it was head high the <laughs> whole way. I hit it so hard that it went... Obviously, over that little creek, through there's like pine trees right there on the left. It went over that fairway bunker, 
it's not really a fairway at Quail, but the grass bunker over there on the left, it hits and then runs almost all the way up onto the green. Needless to say, if it hit Buddy, it is a wrap. And he did see it. Yeah, that's so, the bad part. Yeah, so I had to drive by him. He was staring me down. Yeah, you got to wave at him. Hey, sorry. Yeah, about I know that. I didn't. I was just like, hey, <laughs> hey man, uh, maybe you read on the front porch. It should be front porch sitting. So yeah, yeah that's my uh, that's my uh, golf course. I get so, one every time. So have you ever hit a guy on a golf course? Uh, I almost did. I think I was playing with Olsh and Zach again. It's a common theme there. Um, but I, I taught, but it wasn't hard. It rolled. I studded okay. it. But he was, um, he was where he shouldn't have been. He missed hit a ball. Yeah. But I just said heads up, and he almost fielded it like a ground ball. Oh, okay, was, I got gotcha. uh, it, it was bad. It yeah. was, it was bad. This wasn't part of the process that we were gonna that we were gonna have here, but uh, I do have one more story real quick. All right, go ahead. So I'm playing with Tracy Brinkley, right? Sorry yeah. to throw you under the bus, Tracy, but hmm. I couldn't help it, man. So <clears throat> we're we're at one at the country club, right? Yeah. He's a lefty. Oh god. Right. There's no way he hits it on the parking lot, right? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so Tracy hits it to the parking lot. There's a group of about seven or eight guys, and one guy's in a golf cart. And as soon as he hits it, I was like, oh shit. Listen, there's a truck. It's probably a $75,000, $80,000 truck in the corner. It Come misses on. the truck by probably four inches. And I'm like, oh, thank God. And as soon as that thought pro- that thought creeped into my head, I hear a guy go, oh, God. No. <laughs> Hits him square in the back, bro. Stop. <laughs> Greatest thing I think I've ever did seen. Did y'all just drive first. away or did he know where oh, it came he, from? He knew where it came from. Oh, we were on the first God. hole. Yeah, it couldn't could, come from anywhere else. Yeah, true. All my instances, there have been holes left and right. So I hit him so bad, it literally could have came from any direction. Yeah. I just looked the other way. But he apologized and the guy was really cool about it. So it wasn't bad. I mean, hey. Yeah. Man. Golfing is golfing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so the Players' Championship was this weekend. Players' um, Championship. Did you get a chance to watch any of that? I did not watch any Saturday because I was with my son. We had a tournament up in Moultrie, Georgia. But I did get to watch a fairly good amount of it on Thursday, Friday, and all of it on Sunday. Right. Uh, dude, Rory McIlroy. Hmm. When that guy's hitting the driver in the middle of the fairway, huh, have fun with that. Yeah. Like, the, the silliness that he put up, you know, in the last five, six holes. I know he bogeyed. I think it was 14. But he birdied 13, and then he turned around and birdied 15, and then birdied 16. He hits a really good shot into the 17th and, and missed his putt, whatever, makes mm-hmm. par. And then so he's got a one-shot lead going into 18, and everybody's like, oh, just pull out the three-wood. Right. Yeah, play it safe. Play it safe. You know you're going to hit the three-wood in yeah. the fairway. And even if you don't, you're, you're just missing. He's not going to pull a three-wood left. I mean, they're too good for that. Right. This dude pulls out a driver and I, takes the most aggressive line of I, I the weekend. Like, I saw it. How and, and why it. and destroy? <laughs> I mean, strikes it down the middle, <laughs> then throws up a freaking dart over the pin. I think he messed up there. I don't think he meant to go that far left. Well, maybe not, but I know oh he threw it right God, over the it was pin. Perfect. I know. I saw and then it. you know, again, didn't need to make the putt, so he didn't make the putt. And right. Two putts for par and wins the damn wins, players. Wins so. it. I know. I, I thought it was funny too. I know exactly. I watched the coverage and uh, the announcer was like. Yeah, I don't know why he's going with his driver as he pulls out his driver. And then the other guy goes, that's his best club. He's about to show you why. And yeah. then he does. He smokes it down yeah. the middle. I have to give a little shout out to Tommy Fleetwood, too. I'm a big Tommy Fleetwood fan. I I've like been, that guy, too. I've been watching him for, for, for a few years. Uh, Shane Pope actually got me on him. He's, yeah. he's a big European tour guy. I don't know why Shane likes the European tour. <laughs> but he watches Euro tour at like 5 in the morning on Sunday. He, I don't know. He, yeah. he loves it. But anyways, that's where I learned about Tommy Fleetwood. So I've been following him a little bit since then. But... Listen, when he hit that shot on 17, and he was like, you know what? It's either it's it's do or die. I'm either going to win or I'm not. One yeah. of the two. And he ended up not winning, but you got to you got to give him a little bit of a uh, little bit of credit for that. 
and uh, and it was it was it was entertaining, and that's all you can ask for in a golf tournament. No, no, absolutely, no. I I think what people fail to realize is that um, <laughs> when golf, when you're playing golf, these guys make it look so incredibly easy. It's insane how easy they make it look. It's it's absurd because obviously we're athletes. We've I, there's never been a sport I haven't been able to pick up and at least be serviceable. Like I'm gonna play a pickup game and I'll be okay. Right. No, not golf. No, <laughs> that's the most challenging shit on the planet. Right. I mean. It, that's it, why I like it because it's so damn hard. Right, but it's it, and it's so much uh, of a competition within yourself. Right, like I can play against you, but I'm playing against me in the course 99 percent of the time. Like you couldn't can, agree more. Yeah, it, and I, yeah, no, exactly. And then that's the that's the thing there that's like that makes you keep going back because you'll hit one pure and you're like, oh man, when I get on this next tee box, I'm fixing to smoke. I'm about to drive the green. Right, then I hit it in the interstate. Yeah, you no, know, it's just like <laughs> son of a bitch, man. It's uh. But that's why I like the game. But I have so much respect for those guys that aren't. And we watch on TV, and it's impressive a little bit. Um, you know, we watch on TV, but pff, they make it look unbelievably easy. Right. How, how, how they just <clears throat> stuff everything, even their irons. Like, I can't hit my freaking four iron. Uh, who cares? They can. Uh, right. Where, where you want it. Right. So, I know. It, it amazes impressive. me how far they hit each, each, each club. Like, you know, you got Dustin right. Johnson hitting pitching wedges, 163. Oh, I'm like. Come on, man. That's yeah. not. You shouldn't be able to do that. It's unreal. But it, like you said, man, the game is challenging, and it doesn't make sense because it's just a ball sitting still. Me and you both played baseball. Yeah, plenty of it. Right. You know, hitting a baseball is not easy. It's actually quite difficult. But this little ball is sitting still, not moving. <laughs> right. And no. you can't. You can't hit it straight. Right. You can't hit it straight. I can't hit it straight to save my life. Right. I, mean, I have to play my my slice on baseball. Thanks a lot. But I mean. <laughs> I enjoy it. I really do enjoy it. Same. One funny thing I saw that I thought was kind of um, refreshing because I mean I like Tiger Woods. I don't care about the guy off the course. We, everybody That's has not, their. Thank you. I they agree. have, but they have their. Everyone has their demons and everyone has their skeletons. And don't go digging in your closet, right? right. Everyone, be careful. Like, don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. Always. And so, but I don't condone anything they does. But on the course, I love the guy. <laughs> I really, I really think he's an <laughs> exceptional player. And when he was in his prime, that was some of the best golf. That I've ever seen, right? And seen, but like, did you get a chance to see the Tiger Woods um, when the the I think it was the Asian guy, maybe in Korean, I'm not sure. Kevin Na. Yeah, where yeah. he he hits his putt, he taps it in, and he almost he beats it to the cup. Right, right, right. And then Tiger does the same thing. Yeah. But I thought that was cool as hell, man. I thought it was cool as hell. I agree. And then, uh, but even better than that, I don't know if you saw, but it, it made it on Twitter where. The dude in Jacksonville, of course, is wearing a Tiger Woods mugshot where he gets pulled over with a, <laughs> he got, he's like, he's high on narcotics. He's high on everything, it looked like, but the, he gets pulled over anyways. They get, so the dude's wearing this, it's huge. The whole front of the shirt is covered in his freaking mugshot. The Tiger's coming down and the, his buddy's recording and he's like, hey, Tiger. And then Tiger kind of cracks a smile. You don't really know why until the guy turns around yeah. and it's wearing freaking Tiger Woods mugshot. I thought that was the funniest thing. And I thought it was cool that Tiger could laugh about it. I was just about to say thing. You could get really frustrated or aggravated about it. Right. Or you could just be like, yeah, shit, that was funny. I think that kind of speaks to where Tiger is in his game right now with, like, joking about the kind of kind of playing with the with the guy about the putt and going to grab the ball pretty fast too and then and then kind of smirking and laughing yeah. off the, the mug shot. That's kind of offensive, but right. I thought it was pretty cool. A couple of things. Kevin Na, which is the guy he was playing with, he's, right. he's known for slow play and so that's that was part of that oh, little joke. Okay. Yeah, so it makes a little yeah, so it makes it a little better. That's even funnier. Um but yeah and to my I don't think him and Kevin Na always got along, but it, Tiger never would have done this 
10, no, 12, 15 no. years ago. And that's the part where I'm like, man, I kind of miss the old Tiger because I, I enjoyed him being an asshole on the course. Yeah, and he did. I seem, really did. He didn't seem human at all. No. Now he seems a little bit more humane and, and, and like personable. Right, you know I mean? which is hard for me not to like too because I, I don't know that he really had fun on the golf course um, at that time. So I, I'm glad that he's he's kind of having a little bit of fun, but also he's great for golf, and so I want him to start competing at, at the highest level again. No, absolutely. And then the only other thing that I have about the players is, I know you were talking about the guy in the shirt. Did you see the guy in the in the tiger outfit, like a kid's tiger <laughs> outfit except for adults? No, I did not. I missed it. It, it. Kind of the same thing. Like he's going to the first tee on Sunday, and he or it was on Saturday, I think, and he uh, he, he kind of looks over at a, guy, a grown-ass man in a tiger costume, and he kind of looks at him and gives him a little smirk, and then he you know, goes on about his way or whatever, and the guy kind of gives him a smirk back. So it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's pretty cool. All right, so listen. Speaking of Tiger Woods, um, there's somebody that's kind of close to us that has some really strong feelings about Mr. Woods. Uh, your brother. Yeah. Your brother. I need oh. you to enlighten us on his hate for Tiger. Where is it? Like, what's going on there? You know, I, I would love to tell you for sure one way or the other <laughs> when it started. I know when it started because it started when, when he, you know, he, he became a womanizer, I guess. Well, and, when he uh, got caught that he was a womanizer. When he got caught that he was a womanizer. But here's the crazy thing about Shane and, and Tiger. Like, Shane's always loved Chipper Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chipper's known to be a womanizer. Ooh, Chipper gets his. Chipper's going to get his. He's got 15 kids and 13 baby mamas. Hey, he's getting his. Shane don't have a problem with him, though. He likes Chipper. So I don't really understand the, what the difference is, but I know he hates he hates Tiger, and I, I love that he hates Tiger. We had a bet. It was me, him, and Judd Davis had a bet about Tiger and Phil, and me and Judd are up 50 on that deal. So, you know, his hatred is... Um, is 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 my uh, is my capital on, on money? So yeah. I'm good with it. You hey, know, I mean, hey, it works for it works for me. Yeah, I know. I I, I kind of love it because I mean I like Tiger. I root for the guy. Again, I don't like him as a person. I get it, but I don't like a lot of these athletes as people. Right. That ain't why I started liking Tiger Woods. No, I same. didn't say, man, this guy's a good guy. I said, son of a bitch can freaking hit a golf ball <laughs> right. like nobody else on the planet. You know, whenever I started liking Tiger, what when, when he wore red because he's looking for blood on Sunday. And he made every other golfer professional who gets paid crumble. Right. They would see him coming down the stretch at the end and see him on the leaderboard, hear a roar, yep. and wet their pants and yep. shank the ball. You're a professional. Like, Fantastic. Well, if you can do that to other grown men, uh, you got my respect exactly. on the course. Exactly. But it, no, I just uh, I just wanted to get a little quick touch on that. I love watching Shane uh, tweet about Tiger and... Uh, cheetah. He likes yeah, to call him Cheetah. Cheetah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever. Like, yeah, it's cool, man. I, I just wanted a little bit of insight on that. I knew you could give that to us. All right, Joe. So Shane hates Tiger, but we love March Madness, especially <laughs> you. So uh, I wanted to go ahead and touch with you on something that's close to all of our hearts here on Front Porch Sitting, Florida and Florida State in this tournament. All right. So Florida and Florida State are both in the West region, which obviously geographically, geographically makes a lot of sense. Let me start by saying I think Florida State really got screwed. No doubt. Uh, I here. thought that they should have been a three seed, and I, I, I honestly though it may work out better for them. So they got that going for them. I think I think the path did become easier because they're going through Gonzaga, but I mean I mean a three seed in Jacksonville would have been cool though. I agree with that, but like you said, Gonzaga. I like I like the Zags. They're pretty, I, good. They're pretty good. They beat Duke early in the year when mm-hmm. Duke was healthy. The only team that's beat Duke when Duke was healthy. Yeah, but I mean. Would, would you Duke. rather would you rather be in in a region with Duke, uh, Virginia, or North Carolina? Probably not. So definitely not North Carolina. Yeah. If I had to pick the, the my poison, it, I guess it would be the Zags, and they did get Duke 
when them kids were like 17 years old. That's they just true. got out of freaking uh, calculus or whatever the hell math class they were taking in high school. So yeah, they're young, young, young. Yeah, so you got to like Florida State's. You know, at least their draw. They may. I mean, you never know what can happen in this tournament. But, um, I you know I, I have them. I have them winning a few games. I have to be honest. I, I it's it's been really really challenging for me not <laughs> to put them in the final four. Where do you have them at? Let's just talk about like let's just talk about for you Florida State's path, and then I'll talk about it as well because I'm totally a homer on this one. Yeah, I mean, I obviously have them in the Sweet 16. I think the winner of Murray and Marquette, I, I don't, I don't think can really hang. I just don't. No. Um, and then I have them playing Gonzaga in the Sweet 16, and I, I can't. I, I just think they're a really good basketball team. I got them going to the Elite Eight. Yeah. And as of now, I mean, that's 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 where we're at. I'm not. I'm a, I don't. I don't have my Final Four quite set just yet. So right. that's where I'm at with, with Florida State. I got them in the Elite Eight at least, though. Yeah, see, I mean, I'm, I'm similar. I think, um, obviously, I, I watch a lot of Florida State basketball, way more than any other team. But, I mean, Vermont, I think they'll just overwhelm them uh, with their athleticism. And then uh, same thing with Murray State and Marquette. Murray State has a, a real deal player, though. Um, ja Morant. Yeah, he'll be ja a Ja Morant can absolutely play basketball. They got him like, some people have him as the number one overall pick yeah. in the lottery. He's averaging 24.6 and 10 assists a game. Yeah. No, he's a player. He's an NBA and player. I, and I know it's the... Uh, no, I don't care. Yeah, I don't, whatever conference no. they are in. Yeah. Um, exactly. And he's whatever. the only player on his team that's doing that, so he's most certainly being uh, yeah. scouting scout report. The crazy thing about that game, the Marquette-Murray game, sorry to get off the topic a little no, bit. No. The crazy thing about that game is, is they got the two leading scorers in the nation in mm-hmm. one game. Pretty good. No. Marcus yeah. Howard for Marquette can absolutely score the basketball. He's, so. a, he's a scorer for sure. Yeah. Now you can, both of those guys, that's the only thing that concerns me is they can each put their team on their back. In the tournament, man, make shots or miss shots. Yeah. And four State can go cold. But I just think that their athleticism will overwhelm them. I and then the amount of bodies that they can just throw at that kid and harass and use fouls. And, I mean, they're going to they're gonna make it miserable. At least that's the plan. And so right. I think they'll be successful with that. And then, again, Gonzaga, I mean, I'm a homer, man. I, I, they're not I, – I think Gonzaga is the better team. But I just think Florida State can win in so many different ways. Um, they've proven they can be gritty. They can go up and down. They can play Virginia-style basketball slow. Um, they can play defense. Uh, and then they can score, too. And if they're shooting the ball well, like any team, I guess, can probably say that. But if they're shooting the ball well – they're really, really tough to beat. So, I mean, I have them. I have them beating Gonzaga, um, but I mean, and, and then I think that obviously will be the toughest game. But I mean, what you're looking at either uh, Michigan and I mean, I personally, I don't, I don't, I don't like Texas Tech to, to make it to the Sweet 16. I, I think they get beat before that. But I mean, so then you're looking at a team like that. I mean, I don't know. I like, I like their chances. I'm like you in the sense that it's really hard not to put them there. Um, but again, that may be a bit naive. So, I mean, that, that's how I feel about Florida State. What do you think? What do you think about Florida's team? Because they seem to kind of be... I mean, I watched them play Georgia earlier in the year. It was the ugliest basketball game I've ever seen. It was at Georgia. It was terrible. I think there may have been like 30 points scored between the two teams in the first half. Right. It was awful. It was awful basketball. But they seem to be playing much better now. Like, what's your... I mean, what's your path? Like, what do you you see them doing? I mean, they have Nevada first. I I mean, I, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, Nevada going into the year was kind of everybody's darling of the of the little schools. I mean, they they were they were gonna um, you know be a Final Four team, and you know coming out of the Mountain West Conference, they get it. They get, I mean, they get a, they don't get an automatic bid. They didn't win the conference tournament, right? So they're they, I mean they're an at large team. They're they're a good basketball team. They're thirty and four, I think something like that. I don't have it right in front of me, but I mean they're a good basketball team. They got they got 
three guys that can that can score it at will really um they they shoot free throws a lot of them like a lot a lot of them but the good thing about florida is florida can florida can defend them right like they they can they have guys that can do it florida's Um, long yeah florida's very long and and nevada you know people say if you zone nevada Mm -hmm. you can beat them with ease florida's not going to zone anybody that's not their that's not their game so Uh, it would be nice to see Mike White throw a little zone out there, throw a little man out there, do a little, you know, a little of this and a little of that. But I don't know. Nevada's kind of Jekyll and Hyde. They'll they'll play really well, and they they've had you know four games, the four games they lost where they they scored you know fifty points. Right. So they're they're a little like Florida in that sense. Um, I think the the key is is just don't turn it over and don't give up offensive rebounds. The team can the, Nevada can can get on the boards pretty quickly, and Florida sometimes gives up a lot of offensive rebounds. So. Right. You know, forcing they're small the, as far as down low in the in the paint. But they have the what's the one could they have there? It's from Live Oak. Hayes. Hayes. Too tall. Yeah, too tall. Yeah, he's a pretty good player. Yeah, I mean, he's he's he plays hard. That's he's good ser- enough. He's serviceable. But I, I don't think Florida goes any further than that. I think I do think they beat Nevada. I think it's a very close game throughout. I think it goes back and forth the whole game, and then mm-hmm. I think they they end up pulling it out. And then uh, I think Michigan pretty much. Uh, Michigan's beatable. I'm not saying they're not, but I they think, are beatable. But but I think I, I just don't think Florida's good enough really overall to to be able to compete. Um, there, there are a few games that I like. I think Marquette and Murray is going to be just a, a hell of a game to watch. Um, I, I like, I like I said, I like Howard obviously because he scores a lot. But man, freaking Murray is is you know you're, they're a small school in the Ohio Valley Conference. Yeah. But uh, you know they got their starting lineup is six three six three six five six eight six nine. Yeah. It ain't like they're tiny. No, no. I mean, they, they live in the paint. Those guys score a lot. Morant drives, and then, you know, he gets, obviously, the whole world crashes on him, and he throws little bounce passes to those six eight six nine guys. And, yep. you know, hell, I mean, they're eighth in the in the country in field goal percentage right now. They're Pretty sixth in the country in two-point field goal percentage right now. So, I mean, they, they've, played, they've been battle-tested. They lost by six at Alabama. They lost by five at Auburn. Right, Alabama's like, a good club, too. Yeah, Auburn. We know, we know Auburn. We just right. saw very long, athletic themselves. So it's not yeah. like they can't play with those guys. I'm telling you, Murray State's got a chance to if they can if they can beat Marquette and if they can beat Florida. I mean, they, they got a tough road to hoe, but they can do it. I'm telling like, you, they're, they're not bad. Yeah, my my five twelve that I like the most is that one is yeah. Murray, Murray State over Marquette, honestly. Yeah. And, uh, and and like you said, they they I think they potentially will give Florida State fits as well. Yeah, and I know you like Buffalo. I know you like them, but Buffalo's pretty good too, man. They're they I like have, Buffalo. I like Buffalo a lot. I think they beat Texas Tech. I, I we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm we'll not. Pre- I don't, I'm, I'm not a real believer on Texas Tech, but I just that's just because they're a Big Twelve school. I haven't, to be quite honest, I haven't watched very much um, Texas Tech basketball. So. They're they're pretty solid, I have yeah. to tell you. But so, I mean, anything can happen. Me. I like Buffalo too. I just think that I, I think they got one of the better three seeds in the tournament, and yeah. that they're gonna they're gonna run out of gas pretty quickly. But I do think they win the first game, and I think they give Texas Tech all they can handle. Um, really, in that region, like I said, I, I kind of like Florida State. Um, I, I kind of like Florida State playing Texas Tech, and then we'll, we'll see what happens from there. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I uh, I'm, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay sure you would. It. I'm sure you would. All right, so let's go ahead and throw it over to the Midwest. Um, right. obviously, the one seed there is uh, North Carolina. How do you feel about North Carolina? North Carolina is very, very good. I think so too. I, I mean, that this re- I don't think Kentucky's all that good. I don't either. I'm not. I mean. I'm impressed. Obviously, in Calipari, I, I can't stand that guy. I think he's a sleazeball, but he always has his team ready to play. I and agree I, with that. He's a good coach. He, he's, he's a good coach. He's a good coach, and I can respect that. From a coaching standpoint, he always has his guys ready to go at this point in the year. And he, I think he, I personally think he prides himself on that, having his team ready 
late as opposed to early. So, I mean, but but I mean, North Carolina, they're strong, man. They're they're freaking strong. Yeah, I have to say I like North Carolina a lot. You know, another five twelve game, and I, I don't really pay attention to seeds and whatnot. Right. But it just so happens to be another five twelve game. This New Mexico State and Auburn game should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know anything about New Mexico State, but I did just watch Auburn, and they got guys that are fearless. They I agree with that. Shoot the rock. Here's why I kind of like New Mexico State a little bit. And I don't know if they can sustain it for the whole game. Right. But <clears throat> Auburn played their conference championship Sunday. Yeah. They go Thursday to play in altitude at Salt Lake City. Right? It's 4,000 feet above sea level. They're not used to that, and people can say what they want to. No. When you go to altitude, you don't, you don't breathe well. No. It's, yeah. it's hard to catch your breath. So they're playing a New Mexico State team that lives in altitude. That's all. They, that's that's where they play. Right. So I mean, it's a virtual home game for them. It's like it's not a long trek for them. They'll have fans there. They're not a bad ball club. They're very well coached. I'm just saying, they got a chance. I'm not saying that New Mexico State's going to win. Circle it, Brad. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just saying it. It'll be a fun game to watch. Yeah. No, I got you. Um. What for, other matchups there? I mean, ready for this one? Yeah, I'm ready. Northeastern beats Kansas. Circle that. I believe it. Kansas cost me a lot of freaking money this weekend, bastards. They, cost us a lot of money. Yeah, sorry, us. Blacklisted. Yeah. yeah. Northeastern beats Kansas. The hell with Kansas. I, I will circle that just because I want to make sure that I can hold you to that later. Yep. But, man, hell with Kansas. I just watched them play, uh, was it Iowa State? Yep. Yeah, they're a good team. They got the doors blown off of them. And Florida State covered against Duke. And so that's all I needed yeah. was Kansas, and then we'd have been in the money again. Psych. Um, the, the, the one team that everybody loves in that region is Walford. Really? Yeah, everybody likes Wofford. You know, they they played some games early. Um, they where they you know they they played North Carolina early, lost by nine on a neutral neutral court, and it was I mean it was it was close throughout. Uh, they were at Oklahoma, lost by eleven. I mean they've been they're competitive. They're, they've been competitive. They beat South Carolina in in uh, South Carolina by twenty. Yeah, so those guys they're okay. They're not bad. Well, I don't think they're going to be shaken by the tournament. They're not going to be shaken by any other opponent they may get matched up with after Seton Hall. I mean, I think, like you said, they're not like if they do match up with Kentucky after that game. I don't think they're going to go into that that game intimidated by Kentucky because Kentucky is just Kentucky. You know right. what I mean? I agree with that. They they have their their leading scorer. His name is Fletcher McGee. Yeah. Uh, watch him. He's fun. He's nice. He's fun. He's uh he's a he's a pure shooter. Right. Uh, he's fun. I don't think that they can beat Kentucky because they're no. too long and they'll get too many hands in his face. But Fletcher McGee will be fun to watch, especially in game one against Seton Hall. And then to see how they, they try to get him open against Kentucky should be fun. So there's that. Um, I like Houston actually quite a bit in this in this region. I think they go to the Elite Eight. I think they play North Carolina. And we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I, I like North Carolina a lot. Yeah. Not to let you guys into what I want, but yeah. <laughs> like North Carolina there. Um, we'll just go uh, up to the top right portion here, the South region. Yep. Um, the one seed here, you got it, Virginia. The two seed is Tennessee. So again, another uh, you have another ACC versus a SEC kind of one-two seed there. Um, how do you feel about Virginia? I kind of have mixed feelings about Virginia. Virginia is is interesting because you know Tony Bennett, their head coach, he, he they run the pack line defense where they're they're yep. they live in the paint and they'll kind of let you shoot a little bit, but they I mean they're. They do what they do, and they do it really well. They hold no. they hold a lot of teams under fifty. They, I think they held eight teams under fifty this year, which is by far the most in the nation. They're not going to beat themselves at all. They, he was a uh, ACC Coach of the Year. Uh, yeah, Bennett was so that's yeah. high praise in that conference. Yeah, I mean, they, of course, you know they were the one seed last year. Got beat by U M K B C L P Q Q T L. First time ever, right? First time ever. 
And listen, I'll be honest with you. Gardner Webb's going to come out and they're going to fire the, the rock up. Okay. <laughs> and if they go five of six from three to start the game and, it's, and it's starting to get close, you, you never know what can happen. Yeah. Especially I mean, on the heels of what happened last year. I'm just, I think that's it's why not going to happen. But I, about to say, I think that's why Virginia does not let it happen. Yeah. But like I said, Gardner Webb's going to fire the freaking rock up. That's what they do. They shoot it. And they they're going to shoot lose, it a so. lot. Might as well. So. It'll be fun early. I think, obviously, UVA pulls away late, but I thought they would have last year, too. Yeah, got a point. Uh, 12-5, again, again, not because of anything else. No, Oregon, Oregon just runs a lot of different defenses. They're tough to, to prepare for on, on short notice. So I think they actually have a, a decent chance to, I, to, to win a few games here. I think so, too. And, and I think, like the so we know the Pac-12 is, has been abysmal. Like uh, abysmal. Awful. But Oregon has been playing decent ball in that awful conference here as of late. Right. And I just think they're they're extremely athletic. I think they, again, will overwhelm Wisconsin on that. I, I think they'll overwhelm them. Um, I really do. Not Again, not because it's 5-12, but I just I like that matchup a lot there. Yeah. Uh, the next matchup right there, Kansas State-UC Irvine. Again, circle it. UC Irvine wins the basketball game. Yeah, they beat okay. the four seed circle in Kansas it. State. Uh, UC Irvine, they play in the Big West, which is you know, I mean, all these smaller conferences, it's hard to really tell. But they run a nine to ten man rotation. They're really freaking long, really long. They got like, deep too. Yeah, yeah, they got like four or five guys over six eight. Um, they 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 live on in the paint. Yeah, really, and, and they're third in the nation in total rebounds. So. They got some. They got some good wins. They played at St. Mary's and beat them. They played at Texas A&M and beat them. They're not. They're not a bad ball club. And Kansas State is not, to me, not one of the better four seeds. No. In fact, they're the worst four seed. I agree. And uh, so I, I, I like Irvine to win that. How about um, Tennessee down here, man? How do you feel about that? Tennessee. <sighs> that's a nice. That's a favorable matchup there. All the way through. They'll get everything they want from Colgate. <laughs> Watch. They will get. I think they pull it out. Mark that down, Brad. <laughs> uh, they'll pull it out, but that Colgate is a team that can honestly win a couple of games. And that sounds stupid. Colgate's not bad. Uh, Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati beats Iowa, so I think Tennessee ends up beating Colgate. They play Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a team with Cronin as the head coach, who's been there for I don't know five six years now. They're yeah. gritty. They play multiple defenses. They run them all over the place. That that should be a fun game. If Tennessee gets by that, I think they beat Villanova pretty easily. Yeah. Or or. Purdue or whoever they play from over Not there. Not Purdue. Yeah. I mean, out of here. Yeah, so I think Tennessee ends up playing, uh, you know, either Virginia or Oregon or UC Irvine in the Elite Eight. Yeah. I uh, I hate to seem like terrible here, but Virginia and Tennessee for me in, in that one. I know it's a 1-2 seed, but it just is what it is. Right. Um, so the, the last little bracket or region we have here is uh, the East. Yep. And the one seed here is Duke. And uh, the two seed here is going to be Michigan State. Yes. Um, obviously, me and me and Brad here, we, we do a little bit of gambling, and we, we have a future bet on Duke right now. Um, and so we're looking at making a little bit of coin if Duke can go ahead and find a way to win this thing. Um, so I will be pulling for Duke. Let's but Duke. Uh, <laughs> Duke and uh, Duke's the one seed here. How do you feel about Duke, man? Hard not to like Duke. Hard not to like Duke. I mean... I seen a, I seen a projection today that had Zion one, some guy other than him two. John Morant probably yeah, two. Yeah, Morant two. Yeah. Some some places had him one, but the one I saw today on ESPN was Zion one, Morant two. Um, what's the boy's name? Barrett, J, RJ Barrett right. three, and then Cam Reddish was like uh, I think it was five. five. Yeah, yeah. 
they have three first top five picks on one picks. team. It's just unbelievable. And Coach K. It ain't like they got some random goofball. And their point guard, the Trey Jones kid, he's nice. Yeah. He he keep he's the glue that keeps everything together, honestly. I mean, but Zion is so underrated defensively. He is really, really good on the defensive yeah, end. I agree. I agree. The only thing that Duke struggles with is shooting the basketball. That's it. Which they, they really don't have to do a but, whole lot. But the they can be beat. We'll say that. They can be beat. Florida State almost beat them, but Zion didn't play the entire second half. The, I think the reason Duke, it's okay that they can't shoot is because they get the damn whistle. Anytime they go to the rack, anytime they get to the oh, rim, yeah. they get the whistle. Yeah. Coach K's and get them the whistle. Zion, gets, he, they get the whistle yeah. every time, whether they're playing... Even on defense, we watched it the other day, the ACC championship game. Zion did whatever the hell he pleased. Oh, yeah. It didn't matter. He, he had like two fouls in the fourth quarter, I'm thinking, or the second half. I was, he's beating the hell out of Florida State all night and night. Yeah. I I like Duke. I, yeah, I think <laughs> I, so, too. <laughs> it's hard for me to say anything other than that. Yeah, I like I mean, Duke. They're, they're, they're really freaking good. Yeah. Let me tell you, though, they don't want to play Virginia Tech in the Sweet 16. No, I like Buzz Williams a lot. They don't want to play Virginia Tech in the Sweet 16. They it, Is their for, point guard going to be able to come back? That's the plan. If he's back, they're a hell of a lot better. That's the plan. The Virginia Tech will manhandle St. Louis. That won't be fun. Mississippi State's pretty athletic, but... No, they'll handle them, too. I, I'm telling you, I, Duke and Virginia Tech in the Sweet 16 will yeah. be hella fun. Yeah, that'll be a good game. So much fun that I said hella fun, and that's that's <laughs> ridiculously not cool. I'm glad you brought that up, because I wasn't going to make fun of you, but since you brought it up... Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty lame, man. Wow. <laughs> Ain't been to 2008 in a while. Welcome back. Uh, the bottom half of that region, I think it's an absolute shit show. <laughs> no, it's a shit show. It's I, terrible. LSU, I mean, Will Wade, is he going to play? Is he going to coach? Uh, Smart, is he going to play? Like They don't give a damn. They they're, have they're, so much they're, stuff going wrong, which they could use that to fuel them. They're too far. They're, they're too deep. They're gonna, they're, they'll coach and play. Like why, why now? Don't stop now. You're here now. I mean, I, I agree, but own it. I don't know. I think Belmont wins the play-in game, and then I think they beat Maryland, just so we know. And I think Belmont and LSU should be fun to watch. I think LSU, if they if they're into it, like I mean, why wouldn't they be? Right. They're they're really long, athletic, and really good. I was listening to a guy today who said that Belmont would beat LSU. I, I it wouldn't shock me. Belmont's a damn good basketball team. I mean, hey, I, I got I need to do my homework. You should do your homework. You know who else is a good basketball team? Yale. No, oh, they can shoot it. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah they, they got a, they got a kid named Oni who. Uh, they have yeah. an NBA player, right? He's an NBA. Ish. Somebody I was reading, he's, he's going to be a second rounder, maybe. Yeah, he's French. I mean, second rounder is is Shit, like isn't... a seventh rounder in the NFL. Yeah, so. being drafted. Yeah, but There's a whole lot more not being drafted. True. I think I. Fun fact on this one: I'm gonna I'm gonna bet Yell in the first half and hope they go up by about eight, and then I'm gonna live bet the hell out of LSU because I think they pull away a little bit late and probably win. Not pull away, but I how think much they, money are you gonna make on that game? I'll let you know Thursday. All right, cool. Can't wait. But they play. They play the first game of the the second game of the day. It's a twelve forty game. Yeah. I mean LSU. I you know I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I, I I just like Yale early, but I think the LSU comes back and wins. I think LSU plays Belmont. Should could go either way. Louisville and Michigan State. Who gives a rat's ass? Either whoever. I think Louisville wins that game. I think Louisville has a really really good chance to win that game. But you also have Izzo on the other bench, so. He's pretty damn good. He is. He's pretty so damn good. That, but, I mean, I, Elite Eight, whoever wins Duke Virginia Tech, and whoever wins LSU and, and Belmont. That's yeah, who I got. Really stepping out on a limb there, Joey. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. All right. With that being said, uh, you're sitting over there awful quiet, Bradley. Uh, I need your prediction. I'm sticking your ass on the wire here. 
what is your final four? My final four, and I may seem a little guy. I got like I, like I want to pick the uh, favorites, but I'm not. I got a couple upsets in there. I got Duke. I got Florida State. That's one of my uh, little bracket busters, I guess you could call it. Kind of. Shocked. <laughs> I got Tennessee over Virginia. We beat Virginia, and I've been impressed with Tennessee lately, even though I blacklisted them earlier in the year. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then I got North Carolina, obviously, because they're North Carolina. All right, so then so I let me let me say, let me, I, can I just guess real quick? Can I guess? <laughs> yeah, you can guess. But you don't have, change it. You can't change it. Do you have Duke play North Carolina? I have Duke play North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> Who you got winning? Duke. Well, we've already. That's a that's yeah, predetermined. We know that you guys have the future on yeah, Duke. We have a, you have to have. Yeah, them we have a conflict of interest there. Yeah. Not, that's well, definitely bias. Zion is Zion, man. I mean, they let that guy get away with murder against Florida State, and he's damn so. good too. So, yeah. also yeah. that when you combine those two, you get Kobe Bryant protection. Oh my! Plus, okay. Whew. You're saying so he you gets knew the, Bradford was going to throw a Kobe Bryant reference in there. whistle like Kobe, right? Yes, he gets okay, the okay. right protection. Now, right, right. I'm not giving him Kobe Bryant status. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, you knew we were going to get a Kobe Bryant reference before this thing was over. Yeah, well, now that I got you on the record there, I'm I'm, I'm good. That's all I needed to know. I podcast him. I made it all the way through podcast him. That was the first one. That's pretty good. Fair now, enough. I like your final four, by the way. Thank you. Sol- solid picks. All right, sitters. So, the this news broke earlier today. I'm sure you all saw it. Mike Trout. 12 years, 430 mil guaranteed. Um, that's an amazing number. But what's more amazing is our my co-host in the group text tried to tell me that Mookie Betts is better than Mike Trout. So I'm going <laughs> to shut the hell up and give this delusional guy the floor right now to try and explain to me why Mookie Betts is better than Mike Trout. Joey, the floor is yours, sir. Mookie Betts <laughs> Can't wait. is probably not better than Mike Trout. Okay, good thing. <laughs> <laughs> However, okay. he's in the tier with Mike Trout. Wrong. Go ahead. Tell not me why, though. Well, here's why. Okay. okay. One, he plays on the best team in baseball. And oh, you say God. to yourself, and you say to yourself, well, shouldn't that make him better? Well, yeah. But see, here's the thing with Trout. Here's oh, the thing with Trout that, that gets me. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, you got my ears. When's the last time this fucker's played a meaningful game? Tell me when. We asked who's the better player. Okay, now, that's the, fine. Who's the better that's on fine. the better team? And that's fine. But when's the last time he's played a meaningful game? I would say the last one he played because he plays the damn game the right way. He does play the game the right way. I love so my So that's all meaningful to him. Okay. Okay. When's the last time his team has been in a meaningful I'm game? I'm not talking about his team. I don't give a shit about the Angels. I care about Mike Trout and we care about Mookie Betts. Okay. I'm not talking about the Angels or the Red Sox. That's fine. He's never been in a pressure situation in his entire damn career. Every at bat's an impressive situation. You no. know that. Come on now. Come on now. This dude isn't you're just down, like you're a down. You're down. You're down 9-1 in the seventh inning. He's not you're, just, you're just throwing fat. You're just, hey, let's get out of this. Let's get out of this game. Let's go. Yeah, he's crushing the shit. Yeah, and he is. Okay. <laughs> but my, in a non-pressure situation. At all times in his entire career. <laughs> and people are like, oh, well, he's got nobody to protect him. Nobody that... Nobody gives a rat's ass because he's playing against nobodies in the in the eighth inning. Everybody's Random playing. bullpen guys. Check this out, and I, and I hear your point, and that's the only avenue you can go, and it's pretty pretty solid, pretty safe. However, all these guys play for this wonderful thing that we love called money. Yeah. So they're playing for a freaking contract, preferably one that's twelve years, four hundred and thirty million. They knew they had to do that before the Phillies paid his ass. Every other Angels. pitcher that he's playing, yeah, I mean. Yeah, but the Angels knew they had to do that right, before right, right, the right, Phillies right. had their chance at him. Gotcha, but gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. every team 
has guys on their roster trying to stay on the roster. Every damn pitch, you know this shit. We know our buddy Mike. He's there. Every damn outing was he was there trying to go shove it, prove a point, chip on his shoulder. The league was filled with guys like that. So, and especially with Mike Trout, you know he was getting everybody's best stuff. I'm not especially because he doesn't have anyone to protect him. Listen. Fucking freaking poo holes on a ten year deal. That's absurd. It is absurd, which makes this deal almost even more absurd. Although Mike Trout is as good as as there is in baseball, maybe that there's ever been. Okay. Right. Okay. Now, now. So, so right. that that, but you're you're talking twelve years. Right. I'm That's not saying what the contract time. makes sense. I'm okay. saying is I'm not, Mike Trout. No, we're not done with that. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, we're gonna. I want to finish that because. Yeah. Right now, what we're doing is we're talking about speculation. Has he been in a pressure moment? Okay, I don't know. Did he put? Did he apply pressure on the situation? Hell, I don't know. Shit, the half these jackasses apply pressure to themselves in that situation. I don't know. One thing I do know is this: that men lie, women lie, but numbers never lie. So I just want to look at some facts. So I want to go over all-time leaders in their respective categories over 1,000 games, which is where Mike Trout has is, is landmark. It's a that's a safe landmark for. For Mr. Trout. Okay. So, I mean, I think we can all agree that the all-time hitch leader through a thousand games is Pete Rose at 1231. Okay. Right? He's yep. the all-time great, Brad. All-time. Not in his era. Forever. Yeah. Mike Trout, Pete Rose, 1,231. Mike Trout, 1,121. Real close with Pete Rose. That's hits, right? Okay, so we say total bases. Hank Aaron, 2,221. Mike Trout, 2,100 through 1,000 games. So he's neck and neck right there already in the first two statistics. So we say home runs. Mr. Barry Bonds. This one's a little bit skewed because he got on that juice at the end, but he is the, the, the king of home runs. 172. Mike Trout, 224. Runs. Runs scored, right? Ricky Henderson, 795. Mike Trout, 754. Base on balls, walks. Mr. Barry Bonds, 603. Mike Trout, 638. Listen, a lot of things lie, but a few things that never do is freaking numbers. And numbers don't lie. There's one other thing that I want to talk to you because I know you love him. I know you love him. (laughs) Ken Griffey. My favorite of all time. 303, bad and average. Through 1,000 games. Mike Trout, 308. Through 1,000 games. Not saying he's better than King Griffey. I am saying there's an argument there. I, I got more. I have tons more. The only there's only a couple more that I want to even touch on. Through a thousand games on base percentage, we both coach baseball. We know how that's important. Do you get on base? Mm-hmm. Yeah, ripping the doubles cool, singles are cool, but I need base runners. Base runners turn into runs. Mike Trout's on base percentage nine eighty nine, right? That's on base plus slugging. I mean that's yeah. I'm sorry, OPS. I'm sorry, on base plus slugging. The next best ever, Willie Mays. 976. Smooth 20 points under Mike Trout. Best ever. Now, again, this is a thousand game sample size. I'm not saying he's going to be the best ever, but I'm saying right now, from what we can measure through these times, it's, it means it's, it, for me, we're not, I'm not arguing about Mookie bets. We're talking about the all time breaks that have ever done it. So, I mean, I got paid. You see, Joey, I got pages and pages, extra base hits, home runs, slugging <laughs> percentage. I did my research on this because. I mean, listen, I know you were half-assed joking, but I do I do want to highlight the fact that Mike Trout is an exceptional talent. He's a seven-time All-Star, two-time MVP, and a six-time Silver Slugger. 
that 12 year 430 million seems crazy but man up until this point i feel like dudes earn the money wow i feel like that's the most research you've done since college college <laughs> college <laughs> we'll leave it alone it's recorded you said ever wrong but whatever <laughs> obviously i was half joking earlier. no you were i know i was just and, making it but i do believe that mookie bets is is at least in the same tier, maybe not the same tier, because Mike Trout's stupid. Okay, I feel like he's, I feel like he's on his own. I'll be honest. I, Mike Trout is is insanely good, I, and I knew he was. And if good. you go by if you go by the 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 advanced statistics and mm-hmm. you start talking WAR and stuff like that, like Mike Trout's ridiculous. Oh, I, did, I, did, I didn't even bring that up. Wins above I, replacement. Yeah, Barry Bonds hate, is fifty. Yeah, Mike Trout sixty one point seven. The reason right. I didn't mention it is because I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't. I but, hate but WAR, it's, but it's crazy because. Wins above replacement, like no, I'm with you. I mean, that's why I didn't want to. They get don't into win it. baseball games, no, so I, it's hard for me to to use that no, and say okay. Again, that's why. But we anyways, talk about it. So, so do me a favor, real quick. How many how many hits how many hits does does he have right now? Trout. Yes. Uh, one thousand one hundred and twenty six in a thousand games. In a thousand games. Can you can you do some real quick math for me? Uh, can you do yeah, how many hits per game that is? How many hits per game? How, yeah. many, how many games has he played? A thousand games? Uh, yeah, it's more than one. Has he played right at a thousand games? It's, uh, no, it's a little bit. It's a little bit over. It's over his first one thousand. No, I guess it is right at his right at a thousand games. Um, the numbers, um, according to I probably should give their uh, MLB MLBfacts.com. That's by ESPN, so you know it's legit. It's off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> right, hang on, let me give it to you. Mm-hmm. We were talking about college research, Brad. Here we are right now doing more math. Yeah, it's over. It's over. A hit a game. One point. One point two hits per game. One point two what? Hits per game. No, is it right at one point two? No, one point. Damn, I just leave it. One point. I think it was like one point two one six. Okay, Mookie bets for his career right now. He hasn't played a thousand games. One point two two five hits per game. How many games has he played? Six sixty four. Six forty four. Six forty four. So sixty four percent of Mike Trout's games. I mean, see me. See me in four hundred more games. Right. Which. And keep that pace going. I mean, that's a hell, that, those are good numbers. The thing about Mookie is he's gotten he's gotten better. I mean, this past year the man hit three forty six. He hit uh, thirty two home runs. Like no, that's impressive. I understand. And that. he's one of the better defensive outfitters in the game. Well, that's why I was Here's looking my for biggest, on Trout. Yeah, right. Was the numbers? He doesn't have right. the Gold Gloves, but he's but he's a, a, he, he's an elite in the outfield too. He is. I agree. Here's my biggest. Thing. It, again, it's not that I really believe that Mookie Betts is in is as good as Mike Trout. Right. My thing that that bothers me is people disrespect Mookie Betts like he's not one of the game's best right, right now. now. Like if you look at Bryce Harper, Mookie oh, now, Betts is immensely better now than Bryce Harper. Now that would be a tough argument, right? That's not one I would take. But no, Mike Trout, well, I know right. you wouldn't, and I knew you would take the Mike Trout argument, yeah, and that's right. and I wanted to, to do this to. I don't even know why because I hate the Red Sox, but I freaking <laughs> love Mookie Betts. I love watching the guy play baseball. He he just enjoys the game. He kind of like Trout, like he just goes about his business and does his thing, but. Mookie's not going to command this kind of money in free agency because he doesn't have a brand. Right. Mookie doesn't have a brand. Bryce Harper, brand. Mike Trout, best player in baseball. You got brands there. Mookie's just going to get your run-of-the-mill crap and and not crap because, hell, he's still going to be a freaking multi-multi-millionaire. He's going to get paid, too. dude. They've already set the market. Like the bar's been set. He's going to get paid, too. He is. It'll It'll be 12 for 430, but... I don't think it'll be thirteen for three thirty like like nah, Harper was. I don't even think it'll be that much. And that's that's kind of that was kind of my my whole driving point. Not that Mookie is better than Trout, but he's at least in the same on the same planet, maybe right. close. He's, he's the just, closest one to Trout to Trout of anybody else in the league. Here and here's what I want to leave you guys with is this: um, Mike 
trout. So like you know, like a thousand games, whatever. Like you just cannot underestimate that accomplishment to reach a thousand games so young. Um, because trout made his debut young. Yes, he established himself as a as a as a freaking regular. Um, right away, he stayed healthy for almost his entire career, and he rarely ever takes a damn day off. Right. Only 35 players in the history of the game have reached 1,000 games played at a younger age than Mike Trout. So not only has he done it at an extremely high level, he's doing it, he's, he's consistent. He's always he's always in the damn lineup. Whether they suck or not, he's always in the lineup. So hats off to Mike Trout, man. 12 years, $430 million, and in baseball, it's guaranteed, baby. He deserves that. And by the way, his first time on the DL was last year. Last year. Last year. Yeah, enjoy that. He was 26. All right, so a little twist here. Uh, at the end of every episode, we're going to go ahead. I know you guys don't know. I didn't tell you this, so I'm springing it on you. But we're going to let one of you or myself, one of us, is going to pick the song to close out to. Like as we as we exit the exit the stage, exit the show. Uh, so, Joey, Yo. <laughs> I know you're not ready, dog, but... Uh, you just took an L there, so you're up. You're going to take the first song here uh, now. I know you're not ready for it, so I'll give you a second to look yeah, yeah, for let it. Me, let me just go to the recent, my, my recent search. Just go to the last song. Uh, all right, well, okay. That works. So, yeah, Run I, it. This, this, I, I actually you listen to this. Joey? No, I actually <laughs> listen to this part a lot, so I know exactly where it's at. Hold on, let me get to it, and then we'll, uh, we'll close it out. All right, man. All right, ready? Thanks for joining us on another episode of The Front Porch. I'm Bradford Douglas along with Joey Edge and Chris Martinez. See you next time, sitters. Credit to Roy Jones Jr. and the Flowbots for the music tonight.